The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hearts. My name is Cameron, and there's no one else here. It's just this Pixel Heart today. Unfortunately, uh, one of them got COVID, one of them got work, and one of them went to Europe. Like, that's an excuse. But I can't do this all alone. So this romantic gamer uh, invited his very own romantic gamer to join us for this week's episode. So, uh, all those out in the auditorium, please give a warm welcome to my very own husband, Rowan. Hello, Pixel Hearts. Hello, thank you for joining us. People may know you from stories about my husband. Well, this is not the first time they've heard me, technically. Have you? Oh, you've been in the audience. I am the intro. Oh, you are. It's a very... um, I, I distorted the voice because you didn't like listening and hearing yourself back at the start of every episode, but you are our intro for Welcome to Country as well as um, if we have any uh, trigger warnings or anything like that, you're the voice that comes up at the start. So you've been on every single episode. You've been on more episodes than some of the other Pixel Hearts. Absolutely. So uh, because it's just us this week... Uh, I decided to find a question for us that someone had sent through that I thought was really important and something that actually kind of speaks to you and I. Uh, So first I'm going to go through the question and then we'll get into it. So this one's come from one of our listeners. Hi, Pixel Hearts. I've been with my partner for so long that we've gotten into a rhythm in life. How do I know if it's comfortable love or lazy complacency to find something else. Okay, a really tricky uh, question for for some people. I think to get us started, I think the most <laughs> important thing is to talk about our credentials around this question specifically. Um, so, for those that don't know, how long have we been? We have been together. For well, coming up to 16 years. Yeah, 2008. 2008. 2008. Um, to, you were my to, boss. Well, technically not, but sure. I answered to you when I started at the job, but uh, and then nothing happened when we were working together. And then uh, we both went our separate ways and managed to have a meet cute back together. Yeah, this is actually really weird because this afternoon on the way home from work, I was talking to a friend and told them the entire story as well. So this is weird that I'm doing it on twice in one day. Nah, I, you know, I love this story. Like our story is very like, there's lots of little serendipity moments. Um, Rowan and I actually met years before we uh, like met. Allegedly. Um, I was introduced to him. He doesn't remember me at all. No. Um, And then we were both living out of Melbourne. We were living in Ballarat at the same time. And I used to see him catching the train all the time. And I'd go and sit near him 
to try and get his attention or anything like that. And he would not even notice me. Wasn't there also the situation where you would come to where I work and someone else that was in your friendship group was flirting with me? Yeah. So we I would had go no and get, oblivious. We would go and get coffee from you at the uh, cafe you worked at. And um, my other friend was so aggressive with how much they were flirting with you that um, you didn't notice me because you were so put off by the person flirting with you yeah. so much. This guy was really uh, very aggressive. And uh, one of the things that I remember to this day was that my 2IC told me uh, one day when I was talking to this guy, and I said, oh, here's this beverage for this person. They actually turned to me and said, you know, that's actually not his name, right? And so I've been, had been calling this guy this random generic name for probably a year by this point mm-hmm. and had no idea and he'd never once corrected me. So I think that's a little bit weird that you're flirting with someone and you're not once did you ask them to correct themselves. Yeah. And so then I moved back to Melbourne, not realizing you had also moved back to Melbourne and I got a job in a cafe that you were uh, the area manager for the cafe kind of. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. Um, but I was seeing someone as a whole ordeal. Anyway, you ended up moving to Sydney. While you are in Sydney, I broke up with my partner in a very tumultuous relationship. But because we'd uh, connected so well when we were working together, we were friends. Mm. We would talk to each other all the time. So when you moved back to Melbourne out of uh, all of a sudden, almost like two weeks after I, or a week after I'd broken up. I thought it was more like uh, six months or something. No, it was very quickly after the breakup that you had come back into the picture. I thought you were in your little flirty mode. I wasn't in my flirty mode, but the problem was that this is, listeners of the the podcast will know there was a period where it was kind of done and I just, I wasn't ending it. So when it finally ended, I was like immediately, it wasn't so much I was like, I had to recover. I kind of bounced straight back into things and I decided I'm going to go on a date. I've not been on a date for ages. And then I'm never, I'm going to ghost him. I'm never going to call him back. One I'll night disappear. stand. Um, and well, I still haven't got rid of you yet. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, and we're now what, 16 years later, and I'm still around. Yeah. So there's our credentials on a relationship that has been going for a long time, gotten into a rhythm. And I think the first question to help with this listener is, uh, is it comfortable love or is it lazy complacency on our behalf? A comfortable love, absolutely. 100%. Oh, oh no, I was going to say the other way. No, oh, I'm fuck kidding. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a thing. Like, um, people are always like, oh, you've been together so long. I'm like, yeah, neither of us could be bothered getting back into the dating world now. So oh, God, could you imagine? We'll just, we, we met nah. before, like, app dating. Yeah, there's no way. Like, Grindr and tinder and all those they didn't exist when you and i started dating i would not survive the modern dating world yeah i mean the best we had in those days if you even went on those was like rsvp.com or something we had there was like gaydar which was kind of but you had to be at the computer logged into a chat room that's right i'm straight acting i forgot uh, yeah, yeah, yeah on your rsvps.com but so i think the listener here is having that problem of they've been in a relationship for a long time and you start to question your own thoughts sometimes. You start to be like, well, am I just sticking around because it's comfortable? Or is this, you know, is this love? Because um, sometimes you can't really tell yourself if you are feeling feelings to because you feel them about that person or because 
your brain has made it about that person. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're kind of thinking, oh, well, yeah, no, I love them. But you're also like, do I? Because mm. the rhythm's really easy to get into. You and I have a rhythm. We do have a rhythm, absolutely. We have a shocking rhythm. It's not good for either of us. No. Um, but it is. <laughs> but it, that's, that's just how we are. But it is that thing of like, there, there is a comfort to having the other person. Um, and I honestly feel like when we started to get into the rhythm, I enjoyed that a lot more than... You know, oh, here's a spontaneous thing that's going to happen. Oh, you know I hate spontaneous shit. You I hate spontaneity. I was actually really worried when I proposed to you that it was going to be too... I originally had a completely different plan. And then I thought the original plan was going to put you on the spot too much and make you uncomfortable because it was too spontaneous. Yep. <laughs> and so I had to completely scratch my plan and come up with something that was a lot more like private and just us and not involve like our friends and family like I'd originally planned to because I didn't want you to freak out when I asked the question. Nope. I Yeah, you would get a bad reaction from me if you had have done that because uh, it's not my thing. I don't like yeah. spontaneity. I, yeah, no. So I think getting into a rhythm, I think you need to look at if the rhythm is bringing you joy or if it is just like what are you feeling in this relationship are you feeling kind of a monotony Mm. because honestly like there have been times during our relationship there have been times of monotony where you've just got to get through that yeah and it, it the reality is i think that's just life for everyone whether you're in a relationship or not yeah most couples will go through this stage and it's generally most people don't go through the seven year itch monotony stage oh, yep, the seven year itch so something that i heard all about yeah everyone was saying oh after seven years it'll be over 16 years later sorry sorry to disappoint those people there's only I some of your friends that said that about me not available um uh, but yeah there is monotony in every relationship and you just there are periods where one person can't give more than Oh, it can't keep up with the other person at that point in time. So there is that kind of lull, but then it will come back. Yeah, I think it's also that important thing of there's an ebb and flow to like when it's going to strike at different times for people. Mm. So if this listener is thinking this way and being like, oh, is this, am I not actually in this relationship? That other person might just be like, this is the most in love I've ever been. I don't even realize how happy I am. Uh and then you go like a year into the future and it's somehow flipped between them. The other one's like, yep, no, I'm. this is the relationship I'm supposed to be in. I'm so glad I stuck it out. And the other person's like, oh, is this life now? Is this it? Is this it? And I think the the first thing I can say about, about if a relationship is something about comfortable love, it's comfortable love is... Farting on the couch. Why? Whoa! Do you not just... <laughs> I'm just going to throw you under the bus. Throw me under the bus like you don't also fart on the couch. Um, no, I think it is um, unconditional in the level of comfort. It makes like there's no... There are people who love you when you are at your happiest, your most energetic. They're like, wow, I love that version of that person when we go out, I love that version. Da, 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 da. But you want someone who's going to love you as well when you just want to be a little goblin in bed and like wrap yourself in blankets. 
You want someone who's going to love you when you want to hide upstairs and uh, play video games all night. I feel very attacked right now. Uh, <laughs> My goblin husband. <laughs> the goblin husband is definitely in the house at the moment. It's it's one of the two. It's a goblin husband and ogre husband. It just depends which one's which. At one the of moment. us is walking around farting on couches and the other one's hiding in the sheets. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that it is... Um, it is a comfortable love that we have, I believe. Well, that's my feeling on it. Oh, we're back to us again, are we? Well, okay. for this person. For the point of reference. Point of reference. Um, a comfortable love is not... Uh, it's also not easy no. at the same time. Because you, as we say, you're going through those stages of um, the ups and downs of your energy levels. Um, you, one of you will need to do more mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one will to look after the other one or to help the other one through that period of time. So, yeah. It's a a give and take, a compromise of energy and responsibility. Yeah. It's a thing of, so a perfect example, um, Rowan uh, for the last few years has been going to uni. Yeah. He's been doing it digitally at nights. And so I knew that I had to step up during those times to take that pressure off him so he could put his energy into uni. I was not going to be the center of his world all the time because he was focusing on himself. And it was important that I give him that space to focus on himself. So I think understanding if it is a matter of a comfortable love, I think is also a love that can, like a relationship that thrives in the silent moments. Like the amount of times where it would just be, we don't have to do something. Mm. I just like doing stuff near you. Yeah. Like, I'll go and I could read upstairs on my own, but I'll go and read something downstairs while you're like watching One Piece. And <laughs> it's just the matter of kind of being in that space with you, that kind of that connection without us having to be doing the thing together. Mm. So I think you need to be able to enjoy the silence of your partner. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. If you're quiet for too long, I start going, oh, do you, do you hate me? Is is there a problem? What have I done? And you quickly tell me to shut the fuck up because I'm being annoying. Go away and leave me alone. (laughs) I think is my phrasing. Yes. Um, But then I think the other one we're talking about here, which is that kind of, um, how did they phrase it? Let me bring up the question again. The lazy complacency. I think lazy complacency is like a joke I throw out about us sometimes because mm. I know it isn't us. Yeah. Um, that lazy complacency, but it doesn't stop it from being, it would play into your brain. It would play into my brain. You go, well, are they just with me because they can't be bothered finding someone else? Mm. And even at the best of times, it sneaks in and just goes, woo And that's when you, you look at what what is happening and what has happened. Um, because you will do, I will do things for Cam that he just, like, I'll remember stuff that he said and I'll go and buy something that he likes. Going down the street, I might pick up a bag of lollies because he's a sugar fiend and he loves his lollies. So that is a small token for me to be like, hey, I know you really like this. This is my small token to say, it's not lazy. I love you still. Yeah. And it's like remembering like the little, the little silent moments, like being able to notice Rowan across the room and be able to be like, oh... No, he done done. We going. The night is over. Um, but I think a lazy complacency takes... 
Like, I think it plays into our brains a lot. And I think you need to look at... Before I met Rowan, a lot of people told me that love and romance was a lot of hard work. And that relationships were fighting and relationships were passion and energy all the time. And I can't disagree with that more. Uh, A healthy relationship is I get to spend my time with my best friend. Um, It's wild to me how I went from so many relationships filled with such kind of aggressive energy. Not aggressive, but heightened energy to going into a relationship that has went, oh, Oh, no, yeah, this is easy. Okay, cool. Mm. Thumbs up. Finger guns. How you going? <laughs> like, do you know in America they call it finger bangs? Yeah, I know. We've, That's insane. We've discussed this before. That's insane. Bang, bang. Imagine saying to someone, I'm finger banging them across the room. Um, but it's a thing of... No, the thought's gone away from me. I'm really focusing on finger banging now. Yeah, I just went to laser guns. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it is that thing of like the lazy complacency. You need to question only yourself. And the reality is you can't dictate what it is for the other person. What you have to do is be content with your own thoughts and you need to think for yourself and you go, okay, no, this is lazy complacency. And if that's what it is, you need to properly articulate that to the other person because the other person thinks they're in comfortable love and you're in lazy complacency, then that's not fair on them and Mm. they deserve the knowledge. Mm. And I also don't think that by admitting to lazy complacency, that means the end of a relationship. Because we go through these stages. You can just be like, oh, I'm I'm feeling a bit complacent about the relationship, a bit lazy about it. Mm. And then you spend some more time with those thoughts after you've been honest with yourself and your partner and you realize maybe actually you're not complacent. You've been kind of putting that thought into your head yourself. Mm. The reality is the only way out of it is to be honest with yourself. And then as I said, honest with your partner because they deserve to be a voice in the relationship and you don't get to decide same way that we don't get to decide for you, whether you are comfortably in love or lazy and complacent. Yeah. 100%. Hundred percent. It's you can't make. We all have our own feelings. We all have our own thoughts. Nah. Well, I tell you, you what you to think. Feel. <laughs> I think for you sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I can't be bothered, and I just let him think about it. No, tell me what to think. You um, mean any time that you have to pick what we're going to watch, uh, and the scroll is forever, and I finally have to be like, we'll just watch this then, because the other option is watching you for half an hour scroll through Netflix, being like, huh, hmm, oh. There's too much to watch. There's too many things. You said I'm, that, but you don't want to watch any of them. I am also <laughs> thinking about what you, if you want to watch my shitty shows or shitty movies. You do watch, I watch a, a lot. You watch a lot more shit than I do. Yeah. I have a higher threshold. Yeah, you, you put up with a lot more, whereas I will peace out early, which is wild that I don't like bullshit, but yet I produce um, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to say it eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, as you can see, there needs to be... Um, you know, an open, an openness and an honesty, and and honestly, self awareness. 
Mm. I think that's a big one, right? You yeah. need to be really self-aware of yeah. who you are. Yes, you have to be aware of... Well, in any relationship, you have to be self-aware because it's not fair to the other person if you're not aware of your own inner workings, demons, whatever you've got in there mm-hmm. um, because then that's not fair on them because they're going to have to deal with that at some point and they're not getting the authentic you. Yeah, I think you need to know who you are and another person can't dictate that. Correct. If you're not... What is it? If Oh, God, no, I'm not... Uh, uh, are not, you trying to do an analogy? No, I'm not going to quote. It wasn't an analogy. It was a RuPaul quote. Oh. That if you can't love yourself, Hagen and love anybody else. My favorite, amen. my favorite of that is I used to say this at work and people used to be really weird about it is because I love self-deprecation so much. My joke used to be if I can't deprecate myself, <laughs> I can't deprecate <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> I think that's a valid thing to say. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think at this point in time, for you and your relationship, you need to assess where you are mentally. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to question these things. And it's okay to feel like you're in a slump because everything comes in waves. Yeah. I think it's important also to talk to the other person about it as well and see where they're at. Mm -hmm. Because as we say, you can't think for them as to how they feel about the relationship. I would also like to raise, like, um, uh, for complete transparency, we've never done it. I don't know if uh, we've ever... No, 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 you can't shut... No, stop, <laughs> calm down. Disgusting. This is a sometimes rated M podcast. How dare you bring this smut in here? No. Um, we've never, like... I We've never done what I'm about to say, but I feel like there have probably been times where we could have benefited from it. Mm. Um, but... Honestly, okay, the cats are in now and they're really confused why we're talking to each other. Um, They're like, dad and dad don't talk this much usually. Um, Normally they just sit in silence and fart at one another apparently. (laughs) Um, No, the the professional help is what I'm trying to say. Couples counselling. Couples counselling. You can speak to another person. We've never done that. I won't lie. There was probably times in our relationship where maybe it would have benefited and instead we just kind of worked through it ourselves. Yeah. Doesn't mean that like we might need it sometimes in the future. Who knows how much longer he'll put up with my bullshit. Um, my specific brand of bullshit. Oh my God. By regard, my love. And this yeah. is our eldest this child. Is our everyone. eldest child. He's meowing up a storm. But yeah, so I think um, the open, honest communication with yourself with another and i would say like if you need to speak to a third party about this whether it's a professional or even just someone that you can trust to kind of bounce those ideas off i think the person that you do this with you need them to be able to sit and listen and not really give you advice because they're not in your relationship but sometimes just having that sounding board will help you don't want to bounce off a friend or a family member that is opinionated about Sorry, everyone. So about the your partner. Correct. Because they're going to tell you what you don't want to hear. And they're also then going to let that opinion be an, like an opening. to, And it'll mar their opinion of the other person as well. Yeah. You need someone kind of impartial to the whole thing. Yeah. Which absolutely. is very hard to find. Everyone has opinions on relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that is all we have time for this week. I want to give a very big thank you to my lovely co-host, Rowan. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us this week. I think Rowan is going to join us again next week for a little Valentine's Day special. Um, just because the Pixel Hearts are still out of action a little bit. And uh, they, we, may, we may get a bit adventurous with um, our recordings over the next couple of weeks. With uh, Marlon getting swamped by work. Taya across the other side of the world. It might just be me and Faye a couple of times. Maybe Ro will join us again. Who knows? But for now, we want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and one pixel at a time. For all our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other.